you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, hey do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Hafiz, and with me, as always, is Devin. Devin, how you feeling? We're about to get in the SmackDown recap, man. What you what you think about? Oof, man, I'm 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 worried about what we're gonna talk about on SmackDown now. This is man. Usually, we're we're kind of down on Raw, but uh, Raw was I, I give it to Raw this week. Raw was the better show, and we're gonna explain reasons why because of SmackDown. Yeah, we definitely got some things to talk about here. We'll we'll start we'll start with the positives though. Uh, yeah. One thing I liked uh, in SmackDown was was the Miz in general. Um, you know, he had a Miz TV. Um, he was told to he was he was requested specifically uh, for this Miz TV um, by Shane McMahon, right? And so um, he said he had a little uh, cue card and I saw the cue card with the notes and I'm like, I haven't seen the Miz with, with cue cards or, or notes or anything. This is like old Miz that didn't, you know, know his lines or whatever. And so I'm like, Oh, this is, this is weird. What's going on here? Uh, then he pulls out the cue card. He's like, so I'm going to stick to the script and just read these lines. And I was like, <laughs> wow, because for people who haven't been following along, you know, the, it, it kind of seemed like it was hearkening to, the John Moxley podcast with Jericho, where you know they were basically telling him, you know, stick to the script, and he's been talking about the writers and all that. Yeah, and so it just there seemed like an interesting parallel in the timing uh, of it uh, for for Miz to be saying, "Well, I'm just going to stick to the script." Like, <laughs> and this wasn't the this actually wasn't the only time during the night where they talked about like the script or kayfabe or stuff like that. Like there there was some some other there was another part with the New Day that was kind of similar to that. Um, it was a joke that I'll just I'll get right into that too, where uh, Big E was saying to uh, to them like if I had a title run for every return I had oh. I'd be Charlotte oh. Flair, <laughs> and the crowd loved that. And then Kofi was like, "Wow, that's a booking joke." And they said, "What, what did you say?" He's like, "No, it was a booking because you when you were trying to book your flight to Charlotte and Xavier was and let's get back on track." <laughs> I was just like, "Wow!" So it was like some cool, like you know, break in the fourth. That's just kind of yeah. like you know, talking about storylines and some backstage yes. stuff. I like how they worked that. I in. like, yes, yes, man. <laughs> those, those were some great moments. But you know, going back to the Miz, um, his his uh, work that he did with Shane. And Drew McIntyre and Elias, you know, I thought he did a good job overall of just selling. Like he did not want to be there, and he uh, was. Just... Well, hold on. How about the introduction? Oh the introduction. yeah. <laughs> the, what did he say? The pest of the first of the rest of the world. He's like, well, no, hold on, hold on. Then he said, the pest of the world. The crowd liked that. So he's like, is that is that right? I don't have my glasses on. These glasses aren't prescription because he's wearing his, his sunglasses, his shades. 
He's like, I think we'll go with that. He said, ladies and gentlemen, the pest of the world, <laughs> Jay McMahon. Oh, he, he said Drew McIntyre, too, but he just kind of phoned that one. He's like, Drew yeah, McIntyre. yep. He said, the best in the world, Shane McMahon. And then Shane came out and, you know, he, he had um, the announcer for SmackDown say it, you know, and he did his thing. Um, but overall, focusing on The Miz, like, I just, I liked this Miz. Like, he was totally into it uh, He in, in his character and playing, like, I, I hate, I still pissed, I'm still pissed about what Shane did and my father. Um, I haven't gotten over that and I'm, I'm this, he's this good guy character now. So he, he really like, I was rooting for, for Miz during this whole promo. So I really like yeah. that. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a favorite for me. Yeah, man. Same here. I love everything about this, uh, you know, this, uh, promo from beginning to end from Miz introducing the pest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then Miz, you know, just putting asterisk marks to Shane's victories. You yeah. know, just letting him know, just running down, just scarily, narrowly winning, you know, breaking down what happened at Super Showdown. Uh, Drew saying that, you know, he has a Claymore weapon and no else can, can kick out of, or he goes, no, he's going to kick Roman's head off with. Yep. At stomping ground. That was cool. Uh, this was cool too. This little this little dig. So when Miz said Shane is not special and is luck and is lucky for being born a man, but Shane oh, man. Yeah, quickly was- came back and said Miz was unlucky to be born to a baked potato <laughs> <laughs> because of his dead of his dad's Miz dead's baked potato head. Oh man, I got a little chuckle out of that, man. That I'm like, okay, okay, but I still don't want to see this. I still don't want to see Shane. Though. Yeah, you got a good chuckle. All right, but let's just move on from this story at the end of the day. Though. Yeah, like we we talked about it in the in the last uh, the raw recap. Like I really don't want to see Shane and the Miz anymore. Like I'm just kind of yeah. over it. I'm done. Um, but that was a, a pretty funny moment. A pretty good back and forth between the two. Um, and yeah, the Miz, I just, from the Miz's standpoint, I really liked it, uh, for him because it, it got the crowd behind him, you know, some even more and, you know, it, it's just, it's a great look for him. Like you said, this, this face run for the Miz has been really good. And yeah, this yeah. just kind of was another example of him just really doing a great job with it, uh, telling a great story with it, fully invested in this character and, and playing it the right way. You know, he still has an edge to him. But he's the good yeah. guy, so I, I really exactly like him. yeah. Because when he was a face before, it was like it, there was no edge. He was just you know going through the motions. Yeah, and with this, you know, he has a family now, so you know he's what he's actually fighting for. Yep. You know, and me being a family man, I get it. I understand it. it resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, man. So that that was good. Now I, I don't want to go too. <laughs> I'm gonna go pretty quickly in the bad. I guess the bad for me. I already know what you're gonna talk about. Well, with this. For one, you already said, you know, with with yep. Shane, you know, being a part of Miss TV, like I, I don't want to see any more of Shane. Really, just I want him off of TV, just be in the yeah. back and you know help with behind the scenes. But you know, on TV, he's taking away too much time for people that matter. Um, Elias, like Elias, yeah, right. Elias was just kind of there and he played his guitar, but didn't do really anything. It was it was weird. Now he was a part of the matchup coming next. And the gauntlet matchup to see, you know, if if Miz basically the it, the parameters were this: 
Miz yeah. had to beat Elias and Drew McIntyre in order to earn a rematch against uh, Shane McMahon. And immediately when he announced that, I was like, man, I don't even want him to have a rematch with you, let alone put him in a in a gauntlet match with those two dudes. And the fact that Drew McIntyre is going to be in a gauntlet match, if Drew McIntyre had lost in that, I, I just I would have been just so pissed yeah. because you 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 had him built up, you know, so well earlier on when he first, you know, was was starting the, the Scottish psychopath uh, uh, persona and storyline. And they've been doing a poor booking job with him recently. And yes. and then to to the the potential of him losing after Miz had been in a full match with with Elias. And then he's gonna go against Drew. Like I, I didn't believe for one second that Drew was gonna lose in that matchup, but I was I was afraid that they might actually do this. Um so they didn't, which was fine, but overall I just didn't like the whole scenario. And then they had Shane go in and say, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and have this match anyway. Yeah. After Drew McIntyre had pinned uh, the Miz, the, Shane went in there and, yeah, you know, Miz tried to fight back a little bit. He punched him in the stomach, stomach a couple times, but eventually Miz got him down, and, or sorry, Shane got Miz down, and Shane puts him in the this, like, triangle choke, and, and Miz taps out. Yeah, it taps out. That's and I'm like, really he tapped out to Shane McMahon. Like, come on, man, just let him pass out if he's gonna tap yeah. out. You know, let him pass out. But to have him tap after all that, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, you you really building up Shane here? Like, you would think yeah. Shane is on the road to be WWE champion or something? Like, exactly, man. Why, why are Kofi? you booking this man the way he needs to be? Uh, it doesn't make sense. Like. You you first you book him to go over Super Showdown against Roman Reigns, the supposedly your face of the company. Yeah, I, I get it with shenanigans, but still, still lost. Yep, you know it, it's not a good look, man. And, and now you have Shane going over, making Miz tap. I I, I don't know, man. You know it, it's just like like you said, man. We're we're taking time away, like especially like a guy named Elias, like. He was just, it seemed like he was just floating out there, man. Yeah. Just drifting away. Literally, just Literally drifting. drifting away. Yeah, yeah man. And yeah. it was sad, man. He was looking like a million bucks, man, in that robe. I'm like, this dude needs to be, he don't needs to be with Shane McMahon being the stooge. Shane called him, in, in the promo, he called him the hottest acquisition of SmackDown. Yes. But then the way you're using him does not indicate that at all. That is dis- a disservice, man. Yeah. So that was I, I thought that was bad. I didn't yeah, like man. Like, like, like this is how you're gonna treat Drew now. He's just being right now, he is the the muscle for hire because yeah. he was part of uh Braun Strowman's faction. Mm-hmm. And then you got the famous Baron Corbin's crew. <laughs> Corbin's crew. <Yep. laughs> and, and now Shane McMahon stooge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even uh, Miz pointed that out. Like, you know, you, it's it's sad to see all this potential being wasted as Shane McMahon's lackey. Like, it, it's it's that's just it, hundred yeah. percent. Like, you, it is a waste of Drew McIntyre to have him helping Shane win these matches, and he's gonna go to to stomping grounds and probably lose to Roman Reigns, and then it's like, now what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what 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 are we doing with Drew McIntyre? It's just it's just terrible. It's bad booking. He should be, if anything, he should be leading his own faction. Yes. You know, if you're gonna put him in a stable, yes. he should be the leader. Why does he, he need to follow other people? 
it, it doesn't it, it makes him look weak it a makes man look- with that that type of look he has the, the accolades the the, the visual he doesn't need to be following anybody man if anything people need to be following him exactly look triple h you know you it's like saying triple h would be somebody's stooge you know the way i look at it back yes in the day, you know and it does it you would never you would never believe that or see yeah triple h is gonna be shane mcmahon's stooge or anybody else's stooge like no corporate you know the corporate version of triple h like he was still the man you know like they were all trying to prop him up they're all trying to put you know, Triple H over. So if Shane is going to be a part of this, Shane McMahon basically needs to be like a, a sort of manager or just that that like chip in that uh, ace yeah. in the hole for for Drew McIntyre, where he can get the matches he wants because he's friends with the boss. You know, because he's the corporate champion or whatever. If if you're going to pair them together, but in this way, he's basically his bodyguard and he's helping Shane on the road to whatever goal Shane McMahon has, and it just doesn't make sense. Best in the world, man. That's what he's helping him be. Best in the world. He called him that. Remember? Yeah. Best in the world. He said Shane McMahon is best in the world. Yeah, that is, it's just – they need to turn this around for Drew, man. They they need to just just stop. They got to, man, because this is our man right here. Yeah. It, it's it's it our just, guy. It, it pisses me off, man. It pisses you know me saying? off. We, like, we have our wrestlers then. I think – I think this is the one wrestler that we both admire and share together. Yeah. Is yep. is Drew McIntyre. Yep. And the way they're booking this man, oh my God, they're doing such a disservice right now, bro. It's it's terrible. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. Yeah, it it's is hard to watch. It was hard to, it was hard to watch him looking like dressed like Shane McMahon. <laughs> On Monday, that was hard you to because I was nauseous. Yeah, yeah, on Raw, just just the two of them matching jackets and and t shirts and jeans and, and all <laughs> it was that. Weird, like, man. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? I think Renee Young even mentioned that for us. Was like, I think she said, "Yeah, you know, they they kind of look alike." I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is bad, man." Yeah, man, it, it's it's. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I keep saying hopefully they turn around, but I don't know. I don't know how many more times I can I can hope that they're gonna do this. You know, there's so many times you, we just keep finding ourselves in the same spot. You know, just just the bad booking. It's a bad yeah. trend right now, man. You you think somebody's gonna be booked strong just the way how they start off, but then WWE just takes this turn, yeah, like this left turn. Like uh, no, I'm gonna go this way now. It seems like it should be a layup. Like it should be easy. Like, yes. just, like as as yes. powerful as he is, as 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 intimidating as he is, you know, he's got everything. He's got the look. They got his entrance is badass. Like everything just seems to work. His move set is is crazy. You know, the Claymore is a devastating finisher. He can hit nah, out of nowhere. He's great on the just mic. Cool you off, man. It's like, like they don't know how to ri- ride anybody's momentum anymore. Yeah, they have yeah. to tone it down and then, you know, do yeah. their own thing. And then when yep. people don't care anymore, then they try to build them up their way. And it's like, no, no. don't. No, it doesn't work. They're, 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 they're even messing up for Roman Reigns, man. Yeah. He came back, you know, had his great hero's welcome, you know, fighting cancer. He fought it. And, you know, he's right. He's just riding this wave of momentum. And where's that momentum now? Now he's getting booed. He's, we're right back. That holding pattern, yeah. that holding pattern I talked over before, yeah. it's over, man. It's done. Yeah, they're they're right back. Like, oh yeah, we're right back to we're straight up booing. It's funny too that they were comfortable having uh, Roman beat Drew, but couldn't let Roman beat Shane. 
<laughs> like, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how that makes sense. Like, Roman was in a in a very oh, vulnerable man. place at WrestleMania where you could have said, yeah, Drew McIntyre, as hot as he is right now, he just destroyed Dean Ambrose, you know, just weeks before that. You know, just just he had been putting working on the shield before that. And, you know, if not for WrestleMania, we would have both predicted Drew McIntyre was going to beat Roman Reigns. Yeah. Because of just how he had been booked up as this monster. And no, they, they had Roman win. Of course, we, we both agreed it's WrestleMania for the casual fan, whatever. But it's now, the Saudi show. It's supposed to be the equivalent to oh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Right. And it's okay for Shane to beat him? <laughs> really? <laughs> Just at the WrestleMania equivalent? <laughs> Come on, man. It's, it's just as good or better oh, than man, that's hilarious now yeah. that yeah. is that the math is that what we got yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble following wwe like help me out man like what why does this make sense oh man i i, I don't know gosh i just it's just it's just bizarre it's just you know it, it was crazy because you know get speaking of you know talking about roman reigns and him losing the uh shaming man and they're and them recapping it on monday and smackdown and byron saxon just asking in a dickish way too like <laughs> yeah. it, it, it wasn't a dickish way yeah like it wasn't like in a sincere way how does it feel to go down in the record books to lose the shank mcmahon <laughs> yeah he said something like how are you gonna ever live that down yeah like that in your record it's going to say that you lost to Shane McMahon. Like, it was almost like, how are you going to live with yourself? Like, what yeah. What are you, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, if he'd have just slapped Byron Saxon right there, I'd have been like, all right, yeah. That, that. If, if he would have said that to The Rock, The Rock would have just turned around and just slapped him. You know what I'm this would have just gave him the dozens, like, man. Just would have him. <laughs> like, we're not, I'm not answering this question. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. I remember that yeah. moment. I was like, "Yeah, man." What? But you know, just Roman being Roman, you know, I'm a, I'm a move on. I'm yeah. a move on to to stopping ground with take ass and, and take names. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> Actually, that was a funny thing too. By the way, now that you mention it, the kick ass and take names. So we I, we heard that actually three times on this show, and I, I found that kind of annoying. So yeah. Roman said it, right? <laughs> Roman said he said the next name, you know, I'm gonna kick ass and take names, and the next name is gonna be Drew McIntyre. Then Shane in retort to him or said, Well, Drew McIntyre is gonna take names, and the next name is gonna be Roman Reigns. Then later on, Kofi Kingston actually said it again. He yeah. said, Yeah, then I'm gonna kick ass and take names, and my next name is gonna be Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what is going on right now? Why is everybody saying that line? Like, it kind of like, okay, when Shane did it, I'm like, I hate right. when they say that. I hate when they do that, man. Yeah, like they just keep reusing. Like, is that the slogan for for yeah. for uh, the next pay per view? Like, kick ass and take names. It is. It name is. Your opponent? That's it. That's 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 the slogan. Oh god. Stuffing grounds. Kick ass and take names. Oh, <laughs> Jeez, it was so annoying. It was so annoying. I and it stood out so terribly. Yeah. I'm like, you obviously this is in the script, and someone just wrote it down and said, everyone's gotta say it. Everybody. Yeah. Gotta make right. sure we promote this new pay-per-view stomping grounds. 
Like, why can't they just names? Like, just let them let them have their story. They, why do they have to all say the same line? Because now it takes me out of it. Now I'm thinking yeah. well, they've all been told to say that. They've all like sneak that in there, no matter what. Find a way to get kick ass, take names. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why? People are gonna notice for the wrong reasons. Oh, You're man. Like, this this is oh my god. Man, I don't know. This this new era, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, so that that annoyed me. I just needed to bring that up. I wrote it down too. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I guess that really annoyed you. you had to write it down. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. <laughs> I'm like, Roman Reigns, Shaman Man, then Kofi Kingston all used the line, all of them. Why? 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 I wrote it down, just like that. I'm like, man. So yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. It, it took me out of it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's what they do, man. Like they did for. WrestleMania, grandest show or the grandest stage of them all, the grandest stage of them all, yeah. grandest stage, the grandest all stage, the grandest stage. Yeah. You know, yeah, man. But this one really kind of because it, it felt so forced, you know, that you could tell it was a rehearsal line. Like I don't know, there's something there's the tradition of WrestleMania that I can get it. Like as as kids, they probably all wanted to say that they all wanted to say that they're going to the grandest stage of them all. So I can, I can get that for something like WrestleMania because that's mm-hmm. a, that's a historical like pay-per-view, but for stomping grounds, this is the first time I, I don't, I, I think this is the first time they've ever done a stomping grounds pay-per-view. I may be yeah, wrong. It is. This is the first one. It's the, the new pay-per-view. All right. So then, you know, this slogan, you just created it. So for everybody to be saying it, it feels like we're supposed to believe that they're, they all came up with this. You know, because, again, I didn't know that that was the slogan for the pay-per-view. So as, as I'm watching it, I'm taking it as they're all just coming up with that slogan as how they're going to deal with whoever they're having the promo with. Like, it's just off the cuff. But I, but because they're all saying it, I'm like, this is all scripted for all of them to say. <laughs> and it's just bad writing. It's just like, uh, you know, like, don't, don't, just let them, let them talk. Let them have their story. Let them, let them cut their promos and just just be natural or it, it just felt very unnatural I, yeah it was bad it was bad oh, all right so let's get back to some positives man hit, hit us with something <laughs> that you like from smackdown uh what i like from smackdown well i i have to say the 20 i have to get back to the 24 7 segment because of our truth <laughs> you said you're loving this yeah, man, because he said, I, I love, he's like, this 7-Eleven belt or 7-Eleven championship. Yeah, first of all, truth is awesome. Truth is awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, he said, because the, the 7-Eleven is causing a lot of traumatization. That's how he said it, traumatization. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I guess the, the whole sequence, uh, I guess Carmella. Oh no, no, they thought they was hearing some some wrestlers come, so there was some type of box right there, right next to them. So Carmella opened the box, told Truth to get in. She closed it. All of a sudden, this producer comes in or PA production assistant, whatever. Like, hey, Mella, your match is coming up next. So she left, and I guess Truth is just stuck, and he's like, Mella, screaming, Mella, Mella, and as he's screaming, guess who's Come walking down the hall, hallway. Gender <laughs> <Boy. laughs> <Jinder> Mahal. <laughs> it comes. And he's like, 
He's like, first he's saying it, he's saying it in his actual voice. He's like, Truth, is that is that you? He was like, and and Truth responds, Mella. But then Jinder Mahal changes up in his voice and and trying to put on this this female voice. Like, oh, okay, hold on, I I, I, I I'm gonna get help. I'm gonna get a crowbar. So I guess he's trying to set this up so he can go and pin him for the twenty four seven European Championship. You know, because since they have a good little rivalry going on, but that's how that segment ends, though. Yeah, that was that was that was a good one for me. It was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed this one more than the raw one. I'll say that. Yeah, Even I did. There I, did. Some- I thought actually Jenna was going to get. It. I was like, oh, he's going to get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. because well, even truth, like he, like you said, he said, "Don't lock it, don't lock it." Then it's locked up, and then you're yeah. stuck, and here comes Jenna Mahal. And yeah, it walking was, down the hall. Oh man, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, this dude. I know. Yeah, and then Jenner puts on the female voice. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That, that was funny. That was funny. The, the, the truth really makes these work. You know, I really respect what Truth is doing. He's hilarious. He's great. You know, the, the different names that he has for the 24-7 title is hilarious. Um and yeah, Jenna Mahal in this role, you know, like this works for him. I, like him as WWE champion, and yeah. no, nah, not for me, but this right here, this is a good use, I think. I feel like yeah. it gives him something to do. You know, he can show a, a, a different, like he can be more, have more fun with it. Um, so yeah, it's a good rivalry. It's a good rivalry that they have going on. And I think both of them are in their element with this for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I could tell like they're both having fun with this. I, yeah. I, I, I see gender. I could tell he's genuinely having fun with that. You know, truth, man. He's he's just having fun with it, man. That's just him, man. That's just yeah. his energy he puts out, man. He's gonna put it all. He's gonna give it all. And, and that's what I love about truth, man. He's just so uh, authentic about you know uh, how how he just loves the business. And you can tell he he's a WWE company, man. You know, he, if they tell him, hey, man, we're gonna we need you to dress up as a clown and. And say this promo, that's what we're gonna do, and he's gonna do the best of his ability because that's truth, man. Yep, yep, 100 percent I respect that about him too. I really yeah. do. I really do. Um, yeah, what well, so for me, let's see, another positive I would guess is I, I want to highlight and, and throw a shout out at Sonia Deville. Um, I thought that she had a great matchup with Carmella. You know, I actually really oh, yeah, it was. enjoyed that match. And Sonia Deville, I feel like doesn't get enough respect and enough you know, credit for the, for her in-ring work. And I think just as a worker, man, she, she, she's been, she's improved day by day. And I, like, I look at her and I say like, man, she, she could be, I could see her, you know, challenging for a championship, maybe becoming a championship champion someday. You know, I really do just, just feel like she's been underutilized so far um, in the, in the company. And I see the improvement. So I'm hoping that, that she gets more, more time and her and Mandy, the the team that they have, like I, I fire like fire and desire, fire and desire. I, I like them as a team. I do. I had yeah. gone back and forth in the beginning, you know, and and now I feel like I, I enjoy the two of them and the chemistry that they have. And well, they're it, best friends outside the company too, so they live together. So yeah, okay, yeah. See, I didn't know that. That's yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They're best friends. Though, that- it, it that that shows even though with me not knowing that like i can see the chemistry that they have like it feels genuine like they do like it just it's just awesome to see them work together and you know it, it's funny i actually wish that they were the tag team champions right now instead of the iconics to be honest with you 
you know, because the Iconics, you know, it, just to, to throw it at them real quick, like it, it's just getting kind of just annoying, just purely They're annoying. Tired, but man. Their it, act is getting tired. It's, it's old. It's old. And it's, it's it was at first you're hoping for like an edge and Christian type of tag team that yeah. will bring the humor, you know, but they can actually wrestle and, and beat some teams. But they just they don't. Like I feel like they're they're regressing again in the ring. Like their wrestling is not that great, and their act is just like you said, it's just tired. Like I just don't care. On Raw, you know, they they brought out this local tag team and just beat them down, and it was what it was. Yeah. You know, it didn't do anything for me. You know, whereas Sony Deville and Mandy Rose, like I feel like they can actually go in the ring. They have the, their their relationship and their chemistry too. Like they, like you said, they're living together. They're actual friends, so yep. they they could the, the the dynamic of the iconics. They have that too, you know. And so I just I feel like I would enjoy it more if it was Mandy and and Sonya Deville versus the iconics. So that's just where I'm at with that. So I just wanted to highlight Sonya Deville first because she had that one on one match with Carmella. I think she did a great job. I thought Carmella did a great job too. Oh yeah, you know, just yeah. everybody involved. It's in that been they've been having like a, a mid card feud for the last couple of weeks. So yeah. we'll see where this goes. Yeah, I hope I hope they continue with it. You know, because this yeah. is after, I think if you weren't paying attention and then you heard oh Sonya Deville versus Carmella, you'd be like, eh, I don't know, I don't want to check that out. But it actually was really good. Like I would I would say definitely check that out if you haven't because you know the the matchup was good. The in-ring story was good you know mandy rose was kind of messing with uh with carmella outside of the you know from the outside of the ring and you know just it was a good back and forth play between them and like you said last week too you know that that storyline was going as well with this this duo and carmella specifically so um i like what they're doing and carmella overall i feel like her pair the pairing with with truth is just so perfect and yeah. she's really thriving off of that relationship, and it's making yeah. her more popular. They have a natural chemistry too, man. They do they do? I wasn't sure about that one either at first, because yeah. you know, you're like Carmelo was a heel at that point, and Truth wanted to pin her so that he could get a championship match. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, that's how it all started. You know? uh, man, I forgot about that actually. Yeah, <laughs> so like, you're like, where is this going? But of course, you know, Truth being Truth, man, like he made it work. And uh, oh yeah, there was a time where he would call everybody Carmella, like because <laughs> you know I guess if you because Charlotte had beat Carmella, so she got the title match against in the triple threat. She got thrown in the triple threat with Carmella, uh, Becky, and then and then it was Charlotte. So he was thinking, well, so if all you got to do is beat Carmella, I just got to beat Carmella, and then everybody was Carmella. So that was cool. Um, so yeah, from that to this, it's like wow, you know, like it, it's I'm really happy for Carmella. I'm really enjoying the work she's doing. And, you know, like it's it's showing a like I didn't know if a face Carmella could work. And now I see that it can. You know, yeah, she was getting cheered. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I was like, okay, cool, man. I I just hope, man, uh, I just want WWE as a whole to shine more light on the tag team women's division because they're not giving any love to it right now. Not at all. Not at all. It's like it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's like it doesn't exist. Yeah. So when it does, it's like you're validating what Sasha Banks said or the yeah. reasons why she quit. Yeah. Or just not just not there. Like you ended their run for this. Mm-hmm. Like you could have let them. What they wanted to do was defend those titles against the top women's tag teams on all brands. They were going to go. They were on Raw. So they were going to go to SmackDown. They were going to go to NXT. 
yeah. and challenge teams across everywhere, you know, and you just ended that and you ended that for this joke of a run with the Iconics where they're fighting no names and in every match where there are fighting people that, that are legitimate, they, they, they lose, you know, whether it's one-on-one or as a tag team, yep. it's just what, what, what is happening? It's just, yeah. That's that's annoying. That's a sorrow world, man. That's what's happening, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So but yeah, again, to the positive, you know, kudos to to Sonya Deville first. And then, like I said, Carmella and Mandy Rose, like all three of them. I thought yeah. they did a great job. Yeah. So then um, let's see here. What do I have? OK. Um, Nikki Cross. Um, it's still it just continues to be one of the most disappointing things going on. On, on both shows because Nikki was she was on Raw and, and SmackDown this week and on SmackDown it was just just more of the same man like she's her character is changing completely and I don't yeah. like it it's just uh-huh. weird um, they're trying to sell it as like uh, Alexa Bliss and her or have this kind of friendship you can you can tell it's kind of building towards Alexa is manipulating Nikki to yeah. for her own advantage we see that, but what I don't understand is why Nikki's she's so like normal now. Like they don't they don't have Nikki being who she was that made her popular. Yeah. They didn't even explain that the reasons why she's normal. It was no. just it just happened out of nowhere. It was weird. Yeah, you know. And even this week, she came out to Alexa's music. Like it wasn't like because the match was supposed to be Bailey versus Nikki Cross. And instead of Nikki coming out to her music and during her, her whole thing, you know, she came out to, to Lex's music, which yeah. kind of irked me there because now you're, you're, you're taking away from, you're taking another aspect of what made Nikki, Nikki, like her entrances are usually fun. And it's like, she comes out and she's wild. She runs to the ring and that music, it just fits. Like it's a, it's a, it's a great pairing that, that like, that, her whole entrance just works the way it is. And then for her to come out to Alexa's music, I'm like, man, I didn't enjoy that at all. Yeah. Same then, here, man. Just her going through her mannerisms. Like she usually does through her theme song. Yeah. It, it was just weird. The whole, the whole sequence was weird. It was, it was bizarre, you know, and, and it, it, they're making her kind of look silly too. In this storyline where Alexa is saying, Hey, Nikki um, Bailey, liked this negative comment that was said about you on social media you know now the one thing that was kind of funny about that is it kind of harkens back to um, a real life issue that that alexa bliss had with sasha banks where alexa bliss had apparently blocked sasha on twitter so i i caught that easter egg like that's what they were trying oh okay okay Hey, you know, we're going to poke fun at this issue that Alexa and Sasha have for real with this blocked account. So that's what that was about. But what I don't like is why does Nikki Cross care? Nikki Cross isn't a character that would ever care about someone liking or disliking anything on social media like that. that, That's not what. So that's not who Nikki Cross is. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's it's somebody who doesn't know her character, man. That's what's going on. Yeah, like they're trying to sh- totally just change it up. I hate it. I, I, I don't accept it. I don't like it. It's a waste of her talent. It does a disservice to her, actually. You know, you you the Nikki from NXT. That was something that was different. She could have stand out. Now it's like 
I don't know, man. She she can probably just fall in line with the other uh, women wrestlers and not ha- and not stand out. Like I understand what the the story that they're going for with Alexa Bliss manipulating her. Like maybe there'd be a big payoff with that. Like they have a good rivalry, but this journey to get there, man, I'm not feeling at all. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's nothing else to say, really. It's just, it's just unfortunate what, what's happening with her. And, you know, I, I want them to turn it around because Nikki is a very fun character. She was awesome on NXT. She had great matches on NXT, yeah. a great presence on NXT. Um, she was she was basically, in my eyes, like almost the Becky Lynch of NXT for a little bit there. Like how Becky is so much a part of Raw and such a, a face of Raw, like Nikki Cross was becoming the face of NXT for a little bit there. Like she was a part of major storylines, like the whole Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black thing. And she had the secret and she knew like she was there. And it was just like, she was such an important part of that storyline. And then matches that she had with Asuka and just like with uh, Shayna Baszler, just great matchups. I know, man. It's like, uh, yeah. Like they, like they didn't watch any of that. Like they just see this, this like, you know, smaller wrestler who doesn't have the presence of a Charlotte or Lacey Evans, and they're like, well, what do we do with her? Let's start from scratch. Let's pair up with Alexa, and let's go from there. You know, and it's just like, what? No, she she is already over in her own right. Like, you just have to respect what she was doing, all the work she did, and just, like, let her do her thing. You know, and because... You, they had to have heard that reaction that she got when she first showed up. Like, people were into it. And when she wrestled, like, like the crowd, the people that, the casual fans that didn't know her were starting to get an idea of what Nikki Cross was all yep. about. You know, but they just punted on that whole thing and said, nah, let's just, let's pair her up with Alexa because, you know, we, we don't understand any of that stuff she was doing on NXT. Or, or like I said, they didn't just, they didn't know. They had never seen it before. So, I, I don't know. It's just frustrating. That's frustrating. Man, all right, let's move on from that one. Because uh, <laughs> I'm just getting more and more mad thinking about it. Um, let's talk about heavy machinery. Let's let's go into that a little bit. So, you know, heavy machinery, well, that really kicking that off was Daniel Bryan uh, and Eric Rowan uh, getting ready to challenge, what were they, the YOLO? The YOLO champion. <laughs> YOLO tag team champion. Or from, the tag team champions from YOLO County, I think is what it was. Yeah. You know, Everybody, gonna, it was a unification, unification match. <laughs> a unification match, which I was like, man, you got to be kidding me. So that was pretty funny. Um, the, yeah. with, the, with the cardboard uh, championships that they had or whatever it was, they had. That's yeah, like, that's, that's what it was. It was cardboard championships. Oh, my God. That was, that was, I was looking forward to that match, to be honest. Me too, I, man. I wanted to see that. It seemed like that. Brian was into it. David Brian was into it too. Like, I can't wait to get the, to oh, do this match. Like, oh. Dude. So I was, I was legitimately disappointed when Heavy Machinery came out. <laughs> dude, I was like, come on, man. I want to see. What the Yolo County Tag Team Champions have to offer with <laughs> Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan? Like, come on, let me get that. Oh, oh man. man! So yeah, Heavy Machinery came out. You know, they said you've been dodging us for all this time. We know why you've been dodging us. Blah blah blah. Um, Otis, you know, is is Otis. He's he's entertaining. So you know, he he was having fun. He's like, yeah, we like to have fun. Yeah, you know, doing his whole thing. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, they, they, Daniel Bryan was, oh, well, you want to prove something here? Why don't you, uh, uh, take on these guys, or whatever. It was. It went like that, right? Like Daniel Bryan was the one that offered them up to the Yolo County champions, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. So yeah. So then it was. It was uh, Tucker Notice versus the the Yolo County Tag Team Champions, and it was it was a squash. They they won it. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was it. But I don't know. I I I feel like. The, that heavy machinery is a perfect um, foil for Daniel Bryan's like hate towards everything like uh, that's like heavy machinery, right? Like they they just seem like the exact opposite of Daniel Bryan, yeah. In the way he is, like everything he hates, they embody it. Yes, but at the same like he, time, they love steak. He don't he doesn't eat he doesn't meat. Eat. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great pairing. Um, I just don't know, like, if Heavy Machinery is a is a team that I'm ready to to buy into. I like. Owen. I think I'm I'm right there with you as well. Like, I don't know if I can, you know, buy them as a as a te- like. I, I can't get myself invested into them. Right, right. Like Otis is fun. Like he's fun. Tucker is just kind of there, but yeah. Otis is is a fun guy. He, he, you know, the Caterpillar is great. You know, like he's he's. He's got some some fun aspects to him, and it, it could be he could be fun to watch. But I'm not buying that. You know, they would beat Daniel Bryan and and Eric Rowan. Like, there's there's no way. Like that yeah. that would be a joke to me if they, yeah. if they and, right. You know, so that that this storyline doesn't have me invested from that aspect. Daniel Bryan can can put anything over. He can he can you know have me sold on almost anything. But, Let me ask you this. What do you think of Daniel Bryan and Eric? Well, more to Daniel Bryan looking to build this tag team division up. Because I think he has a personal stake in this that he wants to actually help and build this tag team division up on SmackDown. I mean, if that's the case, I love it. You know, yeah. if if Daniel Bryan is making it his mission to try to build up the tag team division, then awesome. You know, like yeah. that's great. You know, a guy like Daniel Bryan, who, you know, you take him seriously in anything he's in. So I, I, I love that aspect of it. I just wish that he had, I guess, better competition to try to do that with than than heavy machinery. You know, like that part of it, I think, is kind of going against what he's trying to do if he's trying to build it up, you know, but we'll see, you know, like yeah, we'll, we'll see how, how, how they can tell a story, man. Maybe it'll it'll pull us in. I hope so. I hope so. I want yeah. to believe that because I, I generally do like Otis. I think he is just so fun to watch, and he's a lovable guy. Like I think that he's a guy that that with more time, like he's he's gonna grow. It, I mean, I can't help but compare him to Scotty Too Hotty. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like the worm, the caterpillar. Yeah. You know, it's just like it is what it is. Like they is. they're very entertaining guys who, when they do their their shtick, you know, you just you you're into it, and it's fun to watch. Um, but when you get into the ring with a caliber of Daniel Bryan, that's a different level, yeah. you know. And so, it, it, it's if you want me to take that seriously, you know, it, it's 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 not this team. It's not heavy machinery, you know. The Usos, yes, you know. The Bar, yes, you know. Like teams on that level for hundred percent, you know. So, what I'm saying? bro, what team would you pick then on SmackDown? If not heavy machinery, like who would you pick? Like you can pro- possibly see that you can take seriously. 
well, that's a that that's a problem right now with SmackDown because they really don't have tag teams on SmackDown besides Heavy Machinery. So that, they got to build from somewhere. Then that's man. the issue, right? Yeah, you know everybody's on Raw right now. You know all the big tag teams, the Revival, the Usos. You know they're all on Raw. So unless you're going to create a new tag team from scratch, I mean the bar is done basically yeah. for now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's just there's slim pickings. I mean the New Day. You know, they could get into that again. You know, and have it be uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods potentially. Yeah. But look like they're in a storyline of their own. Right. They're they're a little bit busy. So, yeah. you know, as it's, it's and it would be good if because the New Day have been there, you know, like they exactly, to, to man. go back to that. You're not really building up the division on a whole, mm-hmm. you know, if you go back to that. So um I, like we know, always that, talk about like that we need to build super this is how you're gonna build them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but like, I, like who you got? Like, if you're gonna try, try something. So I'm, you know, I'm just, gonna, I'm open to see where this goes. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Like, at least you try. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would actually trade the Viking Raiders or whatever they're called right now. Oh, hell yeah, because they're not doing down. anything. They are not doing anything. Yeah. Now, the- now there you go. Yeah, yeah. that that's that Hafiz 3D perspective <laughs> I was looking for. <laughs> 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 it took me a second. It took me a second. To right, think. man. I'm like, <laughs> what can we do? We're booking this. What can we do? Uh, yeah, like, just, just because they're literally doing nothing. They dropped the NXT Tag Team Championships. Like they, they should have been a part of that that fatal four way tag match at 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 the last Takeover. Yeah. So you know, give them something. You, you took their, you changed their names. Like you, you, you're burying them basically right now. You know what I'm saying? That's the way it looks. So if you want to prove you're not, man, put them over on SmackDown. They need the help. You know, like put them on SmackDown. Let them fight, you know, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan and, and let's go. Let's see it. Oh, let's, yes. Let's get some good matches in on a tag team division on SmackDown, yeah. man. They could kill it. Those two teams, oh my yeah. God, that would be awesome. That the would be awesome. of Rowan and, and yeah. Hanson just going at it. Oh my God. Yeah. That knee to the face and then yelling in Daniel Bryan's face like that. Like I could see that already. Yeah. Oh, oh. palm choke slam! Oh yes, man, palming your head, yeah, epic. It'd be epic. Yeah, man. All right, what? Let's switch it over to you. What are some of your your some more of your best and worst from SmackDown? So, the worst. I I gotta get this out, man. Just do it. Just do it. I've been waiting for this, man. Because you you had set it up for me, like, man, I'm gonna go clean in. I'm like, so, ooh. <laughs> so we had another therapy session of Alistair Black. Oh, man. You had to go there. This one hurts. I got to talk about the best. I, I mean, not the best. I got to talk about the worst. Yeah, that hurts. That one hurts. It does. It hurts my soul, Hafiz. That's really Because this is a man that was booked like, like no other wrestler, bro. Oh, my God. Who is this deadly with the strikes? Who had a kick-ass finisher called the black mass yeah. visually it looks good oh my god the impact you, the with entrance, it everything the entrance like he has the whole the presence yeah the, the methodical the walk how, yeah. how he's walking to the yeah. ring crowd singing along with his song man yes. sounds very familiar yeah. actually now that i'm saying this but now we get therapy sessions oh boy he, he sits down breaks down every week about how no one is coming into his door. But this time he he changed it up a bit. He actually he actually opened the door mm-hmm. and proceeded to yell out and say, 
I'm right here. The door is wide open with somebody. And he said it like he was the mask and like Jim Carrey. That was crazy. <laughs> Why would you say it like that? Oh, it, man. Just look at it, man. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. The, the Anybody that YouTube. hasn't seen this now is going to be thinking about <laughs> Jim Carrey in the mask and say, oh, Alistair Black is like the mask? What? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. Like with somebody. <laughs> Anybody pick a fight with me. Oh, I, I, oh, no. Transformation of oh, Alistair. No. Is coming. Mark my words. It's not coming. It's this is what we're doing. The transformation. Oh my God. He's meta. He's going through a metamorphosis. He's going to change into Al. Oh my God. Al. I know I was kidding about this countless times on our podcast, but man, this is happening. (laughs) (laughs) This is real life. Oh my God! He he is actually I I, I can't I can't even believe what I saw on SmackDown oh, yesterday, man. man. The transformation of Alistair Black, man. He's sitting down, letting you know it's yeah. It's just, I offer two resolutions: one, you pick a fight with me; I, two, I I fight you. I think he has it reverse. I think well, he said he said you know people they have a problem and they're they're looking for a resolution and he's offering both. He's like <laughs> the, the 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 problem or the conflict. There was conflict yes, and resolution, the conflict. not enough said. resolution. And he exactly. said right, exactly. And he was saying I'm I'm offering both. The conflict is you pick a fight with me, you know, and the resolution is is that I fight you or something like that. Like yeah, it's just yeah. I, why, why why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? Like Alistair Black, I mean, they were actually already doing this with Alistair in terms of just having him wrestle. You just had him in the tag team with Ricochet. Yeah. They just came out and they just just showcased why they're great. You kind of just know? knew who he was, man. Cause he yeah. was like, man, this dude different, man. That music comes down just with that slow methodical walk. Like, man, bro, like, okay, he got a sick ass finisher, he can strike. Like, why are we kind of just repackaging him now? I swear, if he gets a new theme music, bro, uh, I'm done. No, oh my god, oh my god, and it can't happen. It, it can. It, it can happen because no, everything is fair game, man. It's <laughs> like Vince looks at everything that Triple H created and just says, "No, no, I don't, I don't think this works on the on the main roster. We have to, we have to do something. We have to change something." Is this this like Rick with with Wildstar first? It was we had to add sound effects because you know that just it's not enough yeah. that you know his entrance is cool as it. No, it's not cool enough. We we need to add something. Ricochet, we got to add a little pew pew pew, you know, to, to make that entrance. Sing, you know, <laughs> it's like what? The, <laughs> you know, we got to we got to do something. Like what? This is good shit. Like we got to we got to add yeah. this. No, like Triple H, Alistair is just too serious. I need emotion from him. He needs to get in touch with his feelings. How about I sit him down in a t-shirt and tie, and he has a therapy session. (laughs) What? (laughs) Vince, no. (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) Oh, 
and, we, and we have got gotten that for what about three weeks so far yeah this has been going on for a while it feels like it's been going on for a little over a month or something like it's been it's been like since wrestlemania i feel <laughs> like that's what, that's what it feels like like we haven't seen him do anything he, oh, he man. i haven't seen him wrestle i haven't seen his theme music i haven't seen him in his wrestling gear i haven't all i've seen him is just sitting down in a chair how about how because nobody wants to fight him it's ludicrous it's just ridiculous. Somebody please fight. Randy Orton, where are you, man? Come in. Man, just give him an RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> RKO him in the right back. Right there while he's goodness. giving a therapy yeah, session. Exactly. Perfect for you. He could, man, just right there, just pow. God. That's, you know what? Remember you said that because I feel like Randy <laughs> will be the guy. I, it may happen verbatim like you just said, but I think that it will be Randy Orton that's going to end up picking a fight with him. I think that's going to happen. He needs to. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Randy. I'm, I'm somebody pretty just, sure it's gonna please be fight this man. I'm getting worried about Alistair now. Yeah, but here's the thing: like, so let's say that happens. Is Alistair the heel? Yeah, because he's just a dick, man. Right, like he's just, <laughs> he's not likable at all with what he's, he's doing. Not he's, right. He's like, you come out every week sitting in your chair. How about nobody wants to fight you? It just. Dude. It's just annoying. It's just annoying. Like it's not the Alistair from NXT. No, he's just whining about not getting a fight. Like, what, yeah, what's happening right now? Like, you're Alistair Black. Why are you worried about what? What is happening? I just... And 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 you know, for the smart fans that watch too, like it's silly because we know like this is a booking thing. Like they're just not booking. They're not putting him in matches. It's 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 the WWE brass. That isn't, but it's not like someone just walks up to you and says, hey, man, let's go out to the ring and fight. Because they always say, oh, the, the, you know, will Vince make it official or some, you know, will WWE make it official? Like when Seth Rollins said he wanted to fight Kevin Owens, you know, they couldn't technically make it official until WWE brass gave him the okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's not like legit someone could just go back there and say, hey, let's have a match. Cool. No, like it. The ins and outs of it, we all know. So, like, this is this is just silly on so many levels. Like, you, you, Alistair's just looking at this camera and saying, hey, guys, pick a fight with me. This week, yeah, he opens the door and he yells out into the hallway. <laughs> the door is wide open. <laughs> what? And you know what actually made it a little bit funnier? I was laughing during his, his promo. I was laughing. Me Why too. am I laughing during an Alistair Black promo, man? But, you, but here, subtly, another thing that made it funny Bailey had already went down to the ring because it was oh. right in between her matchup. And so when they cut away from Alistair, they cut to Bailey, and Bailey was was smiling and she's laughing. And she's going, I'll fight you. I'll fight him. I'll fight him. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like that's killing him right now. It is, like, man. The fact that Bailey's sitting there saying, you know, she would fight him and she and she's just having fun. She's not thinking about, oh, this is gonna be, you know, bad for Alistair if she goes and does this. She's just in character. She's just you know, going with it. Actually, kind of broke character a little bit. It's laughing at him. Let me ask lot. you this. Does this change your 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 outlook on Alistair Black now? Does that aura, does that mystique has that left you? Like if he was to, if they was to give him a fight now, give him he, he can you see him as the same Alistair Black or do you see those promos now? I mean I, uh, <laughs> it's 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 changed. It has 
You know, it, it has. It like look, I think if he goes out there and he has the the same entrance and he does his thing, yeah. you know, there's a part of me is gonna see that same Alistair Black, but it, it has changed. Like right now, the way I feel about Alistair Black, I'm just like, what who are you right now? What is <laughs> you know, what what is happening? And Alistair was a guy that you know, I had said there's no way you can mess this up. He is he's set. Like yeah. you, you, you I said that take, too, man. I echoed that saying. Yeah. Like all you gotta do is is have him show up, do his entrance, kick somebody's ass, and be done. That's it. Week after week. That's all he doesn't need to say a word. At first at NXT, he wasn't even talking. No, then they had him cut after a while when he became champion, then, okay, he was talking, he was cutting promos, you know, he had his little thing with Ch- with Ciampa, with Johnny Gargano, and those went great. Yeah, they he were was actually- talking, but it was kind of obscure, so you were like, man, what the hell are you talking about? Right. <laughs> but for him, like, it worked. The it worked, yeah. It, it worked, you know what I'm saying? If you let Alistair just do his own thing, it works. But this here, this is like, this just reeks of Vince putting his stamp on something that doesn't need to be tinkered with. He's like, he's overproducing Aleister Black, and it's just bad. Aleister, man, you got some issues, bro. That's that's how, like, I I, I cannot see him in the same light anymore. This has scarred me. Oh, man. It has scarred me. Like, if I, okay, you you, you get a match. I I can't look at you as the same, Aleister. If you you had a match with Randy Orton or anybody, Coming out with that theme music with the same walk, I cannot see you in the same light, man. It, it is different now because of these, yeah. these vignettes, man. Yeah, I'm concerned. I'm concerned because yeah, and and you may be right, man. They might change his entrance too, just to kind of create this new persona for him or whatever. Because I, I don't know, like it just it it it, it just doesn't seem like it should be this hard, like. It, you just you he has his thing already he has this mystique already like yeah. just have him go out there and then have him have a like someone can can i don't know man it just it feels like i i feel like now i'm overthinking it <laughs> because they're the way they're overthinking it you know like it, it it's it's he was doing just fine just have him wrestle every week you know, put him on television. What was it, wrong with that? What was the reason for stopping him? Like the minute he got to what was it? It was like the soon as the super superstar shakeup. That's when we stopped yeah. seeing him. Yep. Yep. That was the I last of I think, you know, and it's funny too, because between him and Ricochet, I was thinking Alistair was the one I was least concerned about between the two because Alistair fits that WWE mode. Yeah. He was ready. With Ricochet, I felt like because he's a smaller guy, I could see Vince saying, well, I'm not sure, you know, if I can. Because, I mean, look at Finn Balor, right? Like, as great as Finn Balor is, he's not always used the right way either. So I was kind of concerned about Ricochet. But with Alistair, like, he's got the look. He's got the moves. He's got the skills. Like, it just seemed like just just put that, what he was doing on NXT, on Raw or SmackDown, and he'll be fine. Yeah. And now it's like. Man, they—they're—it's like they're trying to make you not want to see. Like I don't—I don't get it. I don't know. I can't even put my my finger on like what they're trying to do. Like I don't understand what they're trying to do. I don't get it. I, I don't know. It's like they're—it's like they're trying to turn their audience away. Yeah. I, it, it, and it's weird. It's like they don't even. How do you not know your customer? Yeah, it's just. It's <laughs> 
it, it's, it's like how do you not know your customer, man? The only thing that makes sense to me is that it's like they have a certain plan in mind and they could see that Alistair was so hot that he would derail the 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 direction that they were going into. And so like they can't have him and be as popular as whoever they're trying to put over at that time. So let's pause on Alistair to put more focus on the other things we were trying to focus on, the storylines we already had pre-planned. You know, he doesn't fit into any of those storylines. So uh, I, I think you're giving WWE too much credit right there. No, 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 no. I don't I don't like this. What I'm saying right now is I, I feel like this is there, it's almost like they're burying him on purpose, mm. you know, because okay. they they've they're saying, Hey, you know, we're we've got Kofi Kingston who we're trying to, you know, he's the champion. We're focusing on him. We've got these storylines set up. We're bringing Alistair up because we see that Alistair is 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 this this you know he's got all of these tools. This is great. Whatever. Let's bring him up. Triple H is saying he's awesome. So let's let's see what happens. But we don't have anything for they. Lit, I think legitly they have nothing for him, and so they've decided, hey, let's just put him in the back. Let him cut some promos while we do these other storylines. And then if something pops up, then maybe we'll fit him in at that point. But right, right now, the only way I can make Nothing sense of it is that he could have did, uh, I was, I was saying, I mean, look, buddy look, Murphy. Look, 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 buddy Murphy, exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say, look at buddy Murphy. It's the same thing. Like buddy Murphy was hot. Like that man was, was unstoppable on two or five live. Yes. He gets on SmackDown. He can't even show up. He hasn't been on television since he got, Called up since he got called up. I have yet to see this man in action on SmackDown. It it, it, to me, like it, it's on per like it's not an accident that they're not on television. It's not for both of them to be as good as they are, and neither one of them to really be on television. Short of Alistair cutting these therapy sessions, it's like that. That's that's on purpose. That someone made a decision to say, "Hey, we're not going to put Alistair on TV." We're not going to put Buddy Murphy on TV because, you know, we're trying. We have these storylines, and none of them are for Alistair. And none of we 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 have so much that we have pre-planned already that we're just going to focus on this, and we're going to put them on the back burner. So you, so yeah. what you're saying too, you don't want them because you don't think they're purposely cooling them off because you think they're going to derail their plans. I mean. I think so. There's a lot of because I'm not sure the real reason why they're doing what they're doing, but I'm throwing a couple of theories out there. Right? Uh-huh. One could be that yeah, they're cooling them off because if Alistair continues to get all of this popularity, right, it might take away from what they think from what they're trying to do with Kofi Kingston, right? Maybe in someone's mind back there, they're thinking that. That's one theory. Yeah. You know, the other is literally they just don't know what to do with Alistair. They don't know what to do with Buddy Murphy. They don't know what to do with all these 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 new guys that are talented. But storyline-wise, those writers, they got into the room, they have the, the stories laid out for the next six months, and they're saying to themselves, okay, these guys are cool, but, you know, we don't know where to put them into these storylines that we already had thought out or whatever that's just a theory you know i'm just trying to make sense of something that doesn't make any sense right now right because as good as they are you know they should be on television why did you call them up if they're not going to be on television you know why did you you should have just left them where they were and then waited until you had a story for them and then put them on smackdown or on raw or wherever you know like it just doesn't make any sense i, I it only the only thing i can 
the only way I can make sense of it is to say they're either afraid of how popular they could be given the, what they're trying to do with some of these other superstars, or they're just like, Hey, we don't know what to do with them. So buddy Murphy, we're just going to not have him on television until we figure that out. I, and with I, Alistair, it's like, let's just have him cut these promos and then f- just, just figure out, you know, because again, he doesn't fit into a storyline that we have already. Yeah. Cause even Ricochet, like he's, he, he doesn't have a story, which Ricochet is kind of the way they're using Ricochet contradicts what I'm saying with Alistair, because they could just do that with Alistair, right? They're having Ricochet go against Cesaro. There's no storyline. It's just, Hey, these guys can both wrestle. Let's just let them give them, you know, 10 minutes to just go put on a show. And that's it. That's all yeah. the storyline's been. Just let them wrestle. So why don't you do that with Alistair? Why don't you do that with Buddy Murphy? Why don't you have the two of them fight each other and do that on SmackDown every week for 10, 15 minutes or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, What I'm kind of scared about now is like what John Moxley kind of, you know, shed light on this, on his interview with uh, Chris Jericho when he said before, it's like, you know, the minute they found out I can do some comedic timing, they put, you know, that was it. So... I'm wondering what did they find something out about, you know, Alistair Black doing promos that they like, and now they just they're trying to put him in this box now. That, that that's what I'm kind of worried and got me thinking, you know. Like, yeah. You know, like I said before, man, that that John Moxley interview, man, that that shed some light and got me shaking. So when I think about that, I'm like, man, so it it. it I don't know, man. It could be some truth to that. Yeah. I mean, really, it just, it just, the, the, I don't know, man. Like, they just, it just sucks, man. It just sucks. <laughs> That's all I can say. Like, the, the, the writers right now, they just suck, you know, and, and what they're doing with, with Alistair Black, man, it just adds to that. It's just more fuel to that fire. Yeah. To where people are just going to be like, man, this is just shitty. You know, like these writers are right. just terrible. Like you at, guys at, are making it real tough for me to watch wrestling. Like you guys keep yeah. like killing my killing my wrestlers off or just killing their momentum, man. It's like you guys don't want anybody to thrive. You just want them to just to be part of your machine and that's it. Yeah. Like it just it's just it just sucks. It just sucks. Yeah. Man, Alster. I, I hope I hope he can he you know, I don't know. I, I, I and, and that's that part pisses I, me off too. Yeah, that I it's feel like, like I, I said this a lot. <laughs> like I hope they can turn this around. I hope this wrestler can survive. Because I hope, like I, I, I don't know if you can turn it around because I, I already saw Alistair in a different light now. Like I don't know if I can block that out because it's it's just been so. Like these past three weeks of the Alistair Black therapy sessions has been so silly. Like you, you just like whoever's writing this material definitely, definitely doesn't know anything about Alistair Black from NXT. Just from you can tell, just from his his cadence, just from you know the words he used. It's it's nothing. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah, man. What do I know? Just a guy who just talks on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I mean, we should just move on from that yeah, one. Yeah, let's that's, move on, that's man. Cause that's we can go on for that one. We could just have a whole show. Yeah. The transformation of Alistair Black. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it's just a I feel like we're in a we're in a in a, like a loop, like a constant theme of of just with all these wrestlers, man. Like I I don't know how many times I brought up in the in the last show, Shinsuke Nakamura and just like the disappointment I had with him. And yeah. it's like, this is the beginnings of that all over again with Alistair. I'm so glad for AEW. It could yeah. come at a perfect time, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh, I, I can't wait. Like for us, I can't wait to review that show. I can't wait to, you know, break it down that, you know, talk about just, just all the things we can just enjoy. Instead of just, you know, what they're doing instead of just the bad stuff they're doing on raw. Yeah, and SmackDown. And, and SmackDown, yeah, and SmackDown, yeah. At this point. Back down now, yeah. Before SmackDown just to be, I don't know. I, ever since the ever since the superstar shakeup, SmackDown has been at the same bar as Raw. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, I'll say this, that for SmackDown, Kofi Kingston's run recent you know has has helped put a positive on smackdown like by the end of the show you're always like okay well at least for me you know i i look at it and i say well at least we've got kofi as champion right now well yeah I well, enjoy yeah. that or yeah you know, just the, the new day in general like again biggie coming back this week was really cool that was a cool moment um so there's been there's been a, it's been a mixed bag right yeah. like and there were a couple weeks where it was just just awful you know, it was awful. Um, you know, for me, that the Brock Lesnar, once Brock Lesnar run won money in the bank, there was a stretch there where I was just like, I, it's hard to, to even want to watch wrestling. Right I want to say the I want to say the week before money in the bank or maybe a couple of weeks before and then a couple of weeks after money in the bank that that good stretch. I want to say it was a good month when Raw and SmackDown suck. And I yeah. want to say that was the month we actually took a break. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that, was, that timing <laughs> is was, actually that timing is perfect because yeah. when I now I think about it, because I was like, man, I'm glad we took a break because I don't know if I could have watched this because some I just stopped and it was like I I'll read it on Bleach Report. Yo, yeah, no, there were some there were some shows then that I did not watch at all. You know, just because like the so with this podcast, it gives me more incentive to want to see the shows too, even though I love watching wrestling in yeah. general. But if it's a bad, like if I have a bad taste in my mouth and I like, it looks like we're not going to do the show. Then it's like, well, man, I, I don't need to watch the show. I don't want to watch the show this week because it just pissed me off. So, yeah. you know what? I'm not going to watch it this time. Yep. I'm not like if, if the product is just bad, you shouldn't just watch it just because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I and so to me too, like for me going forward with this podcast, I do feel like that that is a a thing that that we should that's a, that's a topic of discussion even of it as it is. Like there may be some weeks, you know, I'm putting this out there now, well, where I may not see a Raw or SmackDown if it's just that terrible, or I might just cut it off. You know what I'm saying? And that'll mm-hmm. just be a topic. You know, Max. that'll just be what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I, it's like I, I love doing this podcast, and be I love real, real wrestling, you know, but I, I, I will say that that'll just be the topic. It, it, I won't just watch wrestling just because it's on and I feel like I need to. I want to watch it because 
I enjoy it because I yes. love it. You know? That yeah. should be the reason why anybody is watching wrestling. You right. know, it's that's the reason why we started this podcast because we yeah. love wrestling. The minute it starts feeling like a job or just feeling like, dude, no, I, I can't no. do this because, right? Yeah, just it shouldn't be that way. It, it shouldn't, shouldn't at all. So yeah, that that's just that's just this is real. That's just real talk right there. Like, hey, you know, there it may happen where there's just a raw that just infuriates me or smacks <laughs> me off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'll read about it, but. You know, or I may not even read about it. I'm so pissed off. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll just but we be can one talk of, about it, though. I'm like, we'll man, talk let's about talk that. about that. Like, at this point, why. they did this, and I was done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's just what it'll be. That's just what it'll be. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Hey. Hey, you know, I, you know what? That's 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 real talk right there. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't feel like watching, man, don't watch it, man. Just just because yeah. the product is right. not good is not good. Yep. Yep. Just being honest about it, just that's just that's just real. That's just real, you know. And I feel like they need to respect that. And like you said, I'm glad for AEW because there's going to be an alternative, you know. So, and the competition, you know, will hopefully um, push them to say, "Man, we're Raise we're losing bar. ratings yeah. and people are switching." Yeah, like it's not they're not watching both. They're saying, "Hey, I'm watching AEW and I'm not watching WWE anymore." Exactly, and that could happen. That can actually happen on our podcast. Yeah. We could just say, like, you know, you know what, guys? It's been very rough <laughs> this past <laughs> six months. I don't know. <laughs> trying to watch Raw, but, you know, we're going to go exclusive to AEW now. Hey, it, it, it could. It could very well happen. You know, I love WWE so much, but, you know, it, it, the product has yeah. been, like, poor. Yeah. You know, and so... If if that continues, that'll be that'll be man. It, it could happen. Yeah. It could happen. You know, I could at least see myself saying, you know, I'm gonna I might take a little bit of a break. You know, like like again that month break recently. Like I might do that just to say, hey, what we're, the we're break this. Took? Um, the longest break I took from wrestling, man, that's tough. I want to say. It's been a long time since I've taken a break, to be honest with you. I've watched wrestling continuously since, like, the whole uh, NWO um, when I actually remember it was um, I saw Hogan and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall all on television. It wasn't a pay-per-view. It was just on TV. It was a, it was a Monday Nitro. And I was like, man, you know, like, they, they were all – because before that I had taken a break. From wrestling yeah and it was that it was it was just that one of those moments with all of them together in the ring and where i was like wow these all of these guys are in wcw what the hell is going on and so from then on you know i had basically been watching it was like around that time then dx was going on in wwe and you know then the invasion well the uh dx had invaded monday nitro and or you know they were outside they were trying to occupy nitro i think it's what it was and so, like that, from then on, I don't think I've taken a break since. To be honest with you, really, like, like, a, like a long, extended break. Oh, uh, no, I've missed a week, maybe here or there, but for the most part, I've been watching wrestling nonstop since then. I have. It was it was three years. I took it. Yeah, about three. Yeah, three years. I came back when the summer of punk. That's when I came back. So it was around. Wow. 
2008, that's when around they shift from, I believe, TV 14 to PG. And a product kind of suffered. It was getting very hard to watch then. Yeah. The the era with, um, so there was the brand split and Scott Steiner and Triple H were having their matches. I think they had a match like Bad Blood or something. Uh And it was rough. Like, you know, Booker T and I think Christian were having a feud. And I just... It, it, I was I was tempted. I was tempted because it was really hard to watch then. Yeah, um, yeah, man. That's <laughs> I don't know how you stayed, but I was yeah. I bounced. I think it was SmackDown that kept me because Raw was bad, but SmackDown was killing it. And SmackDown, and I really you know, wasn't I, watching SmackDown at the time. I see. I stopped watching SmackDown. I want to say when I stopped watching SmackDown, probably right when Rock left. Mm-hmm. So maybe 2002, and I just and I was just just you know just watching, uh, just watching Monday Night Raw. You know SmackDown, I'll just you know watch it here and there, but then you know when 2008 came out, dude, I was done. I was done. I couldn't do it, man. And I came back because of CM Punk. You know, wow. I was I was just I I just wanted to see what was going on just so I can catch up on wrestling because it's been a while. And I'm like, who is this dude? CM Punk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I saw the, the pipe bomb and I was like, whoa. You know, and yeah, it goes from there, man. Yeah. And that's how I came back into wrestling. So from 2011 and on. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been a run, man. I I, I definitely, you know, there's been ups and downs for sure. Yeah, man. More power to you. I, yeah, so, but, but it, it's it's. Tested. I call those the dark ages. If for you man. to survive the WWE dark ages from 2008 through 2011, that's yeah. that's commitment, bro. Yeah, I don't know how you did it, but you well, I well, you told me on SmackDown. That's SmackDown. Right. Pretty much SmackDown kept yeah. me in. I yeah. think at that time it was like the. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, like all those guys. Edge was there, you know, and they were just spec. That was awesome. Yeah. Rey Mysterio, like it was, it was those guys were killing it. They were killing it. So it was, it was like they were the alternative, really. You know, Raw had fallen off, and and you know, SmackDown was just it went from the B show to the show at that time, and then they had to like kind of mix it up again to kind of help Raw because Vince can't let Raw you know, be the, be the B show ever. So, you know, he, you know, started pulling wrestlers from SmackDown. I think the brand split ended too sometime around that, around then. Um, Oh, well, the big thing was when John Cena switched over from SmackDown to raw because Batista had become champion and, and John Cena were champion at that same WrestleMania. And then they got, they did the draft and they swapped both of those guys. And I feel like that's when raw, kind of started to like, – it was like a big turning point for Raw mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, Raw is getting getting back to being where, you know – Back in that limelight. Like, right, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy run. It was a crazy run. <sighs> so, but here we are, man, talking about potentially swapping from <laughs> WWE to AEW. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is, this is as bad as it's gotten, man. Yeah, like, man. Like this, this is a it's a rough time, but you know it's it's promising because it's AEW, so I, I can't wait for that, man. I think that's the the bright spot of that. 
yeah, it'll it fingers crossed it'll help. Yeah. It'll help. Um, side note too, since we're talking about AEW, I was just thinking about Triple H. Um, there was a video posted, I guess, by Triple H, um, hyping up a event that he's going to be doing in Japan uh, for WWE. Ah, yep. And there was a nice little nod to Cody's entrance at Double or Nothing. Um, it showed Triple H. Yeah, Triple H was, uh, you know, he was it was like close in shots. It was an all black background. But then they show a wide shot, and it's him on that same throne that Cody had destroyed at Double or Nothing. <laughs> and Triple H didn't say a word through this whole thing. He just kind of was sitting on that throne, and he's looking at the camera. He's got this, this look, that, that that classic cerebral assassin death stare that he'll do sometimes. Sometimes, and there was like this smirk on his face, and just you know, the internet just ate that up. Yeah. Like it was, it yep. was great. <laughs> like, oh, it was so perfect. I'm like, okay, now there's some acknowledgement, even though you know they're not going to talk about that on television or anything like that but he just put that out there and I'm like cool man I appreciate that Triple H so yeah that that's the competition is there man and they whether they want to recognize it publicly or not we all know it's there and so I feel like they should have fun with it I feel like they should, they should. go at AEW just like AEW is definitely going to go at them oh, hell yeah. so, and let me ask you this when we're talking about talking about AEW are you will you be going to all in you mean all out? Oh, all the, out. The yeah, yes. All out. Yeah, all out now. I'm sorry. All I, out. Man, I am so close to just saying 100%. I, 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 like, look, I've been hearing that CM Punk has been in talks yes. with AEW about yes. potentially showing up. Yes. I want to be there for that. Yes. And then, <laughs> you know, you know, and then Cody came out with the video today uh, announcing, you know, the, you know, the all out, the tickets, how it's going to be. Uh, I think he said the most expensive ticket would be $190. The least expensive will be $30. That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Wow. I, I paid $150 just for one ticket to sit in the, what is that, one section 113 at Allstate. Yeah. yeah. That's not even up close. That's like in the yeah. corner in the uh, first row. Not first row, first on the bottom section. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I think we paid a little bit more too for ours because we were a little bit closer to the ring, like you know, on the on the camera side. Yeah. So we weren't going; we were behind the cameras. Um, and yeah, it was it was we 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 paid a little bit. We paid a little bit. I don't remember the exact cost, but man, it was it, we paid a little bit. So, um, gosh, I I, I want to go. I want to go. I, I do want to do that, man, because that to me, even if even if CM Punk doesn't show up. Like I wanted to go to the last one. Yeah, the atmosphere is gonna be crazy. Yeah, like have you been to a takeover? I have not. Man, takeover like because I went to takeover Chicago, the last one. Oh my god! Like the yeah, you showed me a picture how close you were. I remember that, and I was like, dude, dude, (laughs) it was amazing. Just in general, the atmosphere was awesome. And then yeah, we we lucked out, and the spot where Johnny Gargano has Tommaso Ciampa on his, on his back, like to jump off of that little uh, platform that they had. We were, I literally have video still on my phone right behind Johnny Gargano when he's doing that. 
And yeah, it was it was amazing. Then he climbed back up and he sat on that platform and he looks back and he looks back right in my direction, basically. <laughs> like me and my brothers and just, he looks back at us and we're like, yeah, Johnny, yeah. Like, dude, it was amazing. Yeah, when Ch- uh, Champa uh, took the ring off of Johnny's finger, like we could see it. We could see the ring. We saw him spit on it and he threw it off into the crowd. Oh, or in the on the stage. Oh, dude, it was it was great. So um, yeah, man. But point is that atmosphere. I feel like you're gonna get something similar to a takeover crowd mm. with that with the with the all out in Chicago because it's it's the the hardcore fans. They're gonna be there. They're gonna be loud. They're gonna be chanting all sorts of fun right. chants. Like it's not, fa- not a family friendly WWE Ooh. crowd. Ooh, not at all. I mean, there'll be some, there'll be some, some, like, I think we sat next to, it was, it looked like grandparents that had brought, like, their, their grandson or something, and he must have been, like, 13 or something like that. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he got an education that day, because there was all sorts of stuff, <laughs> everything, man, like, he was hearing everything. And oh, man. Like, just cussing, and uh, it was fun, it was fun, man. But, um, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a hell of a show, I'm sure. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed Double or Nothing. Like I said, the first half of Double or Nothing, I was like, eh, it's okay. But when Cody came out, I'm like, this is the start of the show. Yeah. Like, this is it. And and from then on, it was just it was just awesome. So I'm anticipating that this that All Out's going to be even better. And, yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking myself into going, man, because yeah. I, I want to go. And tickets yeah. go on sale, what, tomorrow, Friday? So, oh, man, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be oof, it's gonna be great, and the prices are really nice yeah, too. They're gonna sell out, man. So yeah, it's let me be... know what you're trying to do. Oh man, and I'm then... gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're on the clock. It's, it, it, it's, gonna be, <laughs> it, it's gonna it's gonna be an event. It's gonna be an oh, event. it is. It Chicago's is. a great crowd, man. Like it's just gonna be a hell of an event for sure. Wow. Well. Anything left on SmackDown? We, we kind of took a detour there, but, you know, SmackDown, I feel like we hit most of the major notes. I mean, the main event we didn't talk about, you know, with the New Day versus Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, it was a solid match. Like I said, it was. I, I, it was. One thing I did mention is that they, you know, the ending of it, when you end with Kofi, usually at least it puts a positive light on, on anything else that yeah. may have been bad during the night. So, and that's how I felt with this, that, the the reunion of the full new day with with Biggie uh, being a part of the team again against this heel team that's been you know I think they've all actually been doing really solid work you know Dolph Ziggler Kevin Owens Sami Zayn I feel like all of them have been been solid heels for the new day and this was no different you know they put on a solid match it was fun it was what it was so yeah yeah man same here uh, I think I, I was thinking maybe they're gonna do like a faction with Dolph Ziggler Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I, I they know. feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it feels that way. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much in it, but that's that's the type of feeling I'm getting. Yeah. You know, since you basically have a three on three with the new day, but it was a solid match. I'm 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 loving Kofi getting all the love. You know, getting these wins yeah. as a champion yeah. it makes me feel good because I haven't been seeing that. You know, these past I want to say couple of years on SmackDown. You know. You know, the champion just looking weak. Like, no, champion supposed to look strong. That's the face of your company. Now we're now we're on the right track with that. We have other things to, to fix. We had talked about, but at least we're we're fixing that right now. That's on the right track. 
Yes. Yes. I, I'm I'm loving his run. I'm loving what he's doing with it. You know, he's confident on the mic. He's still himself too. Oh, yeah. I think that's real important. Like what I love is he still comes out with the pancakes and he throws them in the crowd and he still does the dances and he and even back with, with the New Day with Biggie and, and Xavier, you know, they were still cutting jokes and yeah. it, like nothing changed with them. The only difference like, oh, is he just has a little bit more fire in him. Yeah, which I yeah, which, yeah, which he because he's a champion, because, which I I'm digging, I yeah. like. Yes. I think like the things that made people fall in love with the new day, they're still doing that. You know, but then the fact that he's champion, he's the WWE champion, the most prestigious title in the WWE. Like he's got to, you know, kind of he's a target, you know, so you feel that. Yeah. You feel like Kofi is defending something that means something and and People are doing every underhanded thing they can to try to get the belt. Kevin Owens, you know, fake being a part of the New Day and then tried to sucker punch them. And, you know, and he had to defend that, you know. And now Dolph Ziggler is saying, oh, it should have been me. Like, you know, you're great and all. Like, you're a hero, but it should have been me. Which that, I will say, I, I want to talk about that you should have been me a little it bit. It should have been me. Yes, that's where I was going with it. Every time he says it, I think of that song. I think of the thing. I think of it saying, I'm like, dude. You're not the only one. You're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not the only one. Because I think again, I think of that every time he says it. Because he says it in like in that same cadence as in S.Y. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So that, that part is funny for sure. But. I'll give Dolph credit that I do I do like the 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 villain role that he's playing to help Kofi, you know, even further establish himself as champion. Like he's playing his part and, you know, Kofi's bringing that intensity, bringing yeah. that fire, you know, so I love that about it. So yeah, yeah, man. Like that that they're getting right, you know, that they're definitely getting right. And they haven't turned Xavier and Big E, which I was getting I, a little I, bit worried, you know, yeah. I'm like don't break up new day. Don't break up new day. Don't break up new day. Right. And I'm glad it didn't do that. Like just, just keep it going. I hopefully, you know, they'll never break them up. Cause you know, the way they always talk, like we're brothers, we never turn, turn each other. Hopefully that, that works out, but you know, this is wrestling and yeah, it's sometimes I always, I always got to come down to that. Yeah. You know, it just wouldn't be believable. You know, it would feel forced. It would feel cheap. It would. It, you know? Something needs to make you feel real. Like, okay, whoa. Like, all right. Yeah. I can see why the reasons these guys want to break up now. But yeah, I can't, I can't see anything right now. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, looks like that's going to do it unless you got any final thoughts on SmackDown. Alistair Black, I'm praying for you. oh man please 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 don't ruin alistair black and don't turn him into al don't turn him into al don't do that don't do that alistair black is great or he he was great in nxt you know his beginning run you know building up to wrestlemania was actually pretty cool i enjoyed that him and ricochet let's get back to that let's get back to alistair just getting in the ring and just 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 making just knocking people out you know yeah. what i'm saying like make people fade to black let's get back right to that. man fade to black that's, that's his it. catchphrase <laughs> now his catchphrase nobody wants to fight with me <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness let's get this man a fight randy orton we need you yeah we need you. 
Come on, man. Man, man just, just hook him up with an RKO, man. Come on, man. Yeah, you got you know, one of those, man. Just hook him up real quick. Exactly. <laughs> Let's do this. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. We'll be back next week with more. Hopefully, things have gotten a little bit better. We can be more positive with, with Raw and SmackDown. But we're going to keep it real as always. So, you know, you know what to expect when, when you listen to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. So, for Devin, this is a feast. We'll see you next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.